Oh, hey, you are listening to the Therapist Evolved podcast. I am your host, Chastity Holcomb, a fellow therapist and your new favorite gentle challenger. Much like you, I was sold on the therapist dream of feeling a private practice, but it turns out it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. I mean, hello? I knew I needed a different business model because I wanted more time, I needed more space, and I wanted more income and impact freedom. So I decreased my therapy caseload by turning my private practice expertise into a thriving community. I learned a lot about online marketing, sales, and what it takes to lead a curated community and enroll high-ticket clients into my coaching programs. And on this podcast, I'm letting it all hang out and sharing it all with you so that you can decrease your therapy caseload with a sustainable high-ticket group coaching program too. Let's get started, shall we? Today's episode is going to be really important and really crucial because we're going to be talking about what it kind of cost us, right, to stay in a business model that does not necessarily serve us. Um, I want to start with a backstory to tell you about um, kind of some things that I had to go through <laughs> before I switched my business model. Um, before going into my private practice, I knew that it was something I was going to be doing at some point. I didn't know when I would be transitioning, but and it actually came a lot sooner than I thought it would. Um, but as I was building out my private practice, I was also building out um, my membership. So there was a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that I was trying to learn and get used to. And just like, it was a lot going on into that season. In that season, what was happening is I'm raising two little toddlers. I'm learning how to essentially run two businesses and market two businesses and all this, all of these moving parts that go into that. And would you imagine that my body was not having it? Um, that out of nowhere, I was starting to experience these like um, aches and pains, like joint pains and things like that, that I used to have a long time ago, but they were coming back so much more with so much more like umph to them, you know? Um, and so I would tell my husband all the time, like, I am not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to be in this much pain all the time. Like, this doesn't make any sense. So I would go to the doctor. I would tell them about all of the pain that I was in. And they would say things like, oh, well, you're too young for arthritis. Or like, oh, you're too young to be doing this or that. And, uh, oh, you know, just come back around. So I was just kind of getting all of these answers that weren't quite right. And then I found an acupuncturist who was able to talk to me, explain to me what was essentially happening. That even though I didn't feel super stressed, even though I didn't feel like the weight of what was going on in my mind, um, my body was receiving that. We as therapists know the two cannot be separated, right? What's happening in your mind, what's happening in your body, they go together. So when you are experiencing a long period of stress, you're doing too much, you're out of alignment with what actually works for you, that you run the risk, right, of your body and or your mind um, telling off on you. And they want you to sit down somewhere. And you're like, but I don't want to sit down. I got things to do. <laughs> what happened was when I started doing acupuncture, he started, you know, doing his magic and things like that. It's like some things have to change. Some things have to change in my personal life. Some things have to change in my business life because if they don't, I'm going to continue to run into this issue. 
we know that so much about like you know we hear people talk about like you need to fix your mindset you need to fix your mindset mindset is not the only thing that goes into change it is your environment it is what is happening around you right and so i knew there were going to be some logistical changes that had to happen some mental changes that had to happen in order me in order for me to start saying yes to myself yes to my health yes to my children yes to my husband yes to my purpose i had to say no to some things i had to decide what is my what do i really want my business model to look like and I think for a lot of therapists, when you're coming up with this idea and you're thinking about like, I want to change, I want something different. I know that I can do this whole coaching thing. You, you create your Instagram account. You know that you want to start marketing your services and letting people know what you have to offer. Um, and something is not clicking still. And sometimes we feel this sense of like stuckness that there is no other way to live our lives. There's no other way to like do things outside of what we've been used to. And so in some kind of way, we are self-sabotaging. We are coming up with these um, patterns, these habits, whether it is a physical habit or pattern or whether it's a mental habit or pattern. And we stay in that. Um, when I have my membership, and I was helping moms recreate their identity. I did a whole lot of research, a whole lot of, you know, diving deep into what it means to recreate someone's identity. And I was uh, coming up on these ideas about like, what truly makes us who we are, are the things that we consistently do day in and every and day out, right? The word identity broken into two different words. It's like, um, I forget what they are at the moment, but it's basically repeated being. So whatever you repeat on a daily, day to day, week to week, month to month basis, that's who you are, right? Those things that you believe, those patterns that you have, those things become who you are. And so, you know, here I am knowing that I need to change. Here you are probably listening, watching, know that there needs to be something that you have to change. But because you're still repeating the same patterns, adding more one-to-one -one clients to your caseload, knowing that you can't ethically keep them on. Maybe your caseload is at a point though, where it's like, I mean, I technically could add somebody. Like I got the space, but I just don't want to. <laughs> it's like, give yourself permission to make your own rules. To say, this is not working for me. It doesn't have to be after you've struggled for a long time. It doesn't have to be after you have sacrificed every fiber of your being. It doesn't have to come after a mental break. It doesn't have to come after, you know, complete burnout. It doesn't have to come after someone, you know, shed a light on you. It's like, ah, oh, you can do this. You can decide this on your own. And I think a lot of times this kind of, giving yourself permission to not only go after what you need, you know, so if you have a business, like you need income coming in, right? If you have a business, you need those ideal clients coming and finding you, but not just like the needed parts of business, but the things that you want, giving yourself permission to go after the things that you want. If you don't want to do one-on-one -on -one therapy, you don't have to, and you don't have to go out and learn a completely new skill 
because you don't want to do one-to-one -one therapy, right? It's the whole purpose of Evolve, like helping you repurpose your clinical skills so that you're not having to go through all of these hoops and loops, you know, to learn something new. You already have what it takes, right? I think a lot of like entrepreneurship and business and taking these like risky steps is like you're you're putting yourself in a position to really reparent yourself. I think for a lot of us, especially if you're like a first generation college student, a first generation, you know, um, two family home, a first generation, whatever. If you're, you know, my black and brown folks, you know, my, my women of color, it's like for a lot of us, we didn't have anybody to set the plan to like say, okay, this is the roadmap. Let me teach you what I did to get here. You're having to come up with this stuff on your own. But what happens when you find a path and you feel like you should you should be in that path because that's the only thing you know? Like, let's just say no to that. Let's just call it a no, right? The fact that it hasn't been done by somebody you know, it hasn't been done by, you know, a lot of therapists in our field. It's like, okay, be the first one. Be the trailblazer. Be the one that's like, uh-uh, <laughs> I don't like that, you know? Um, and, and again, it doesn't take like this going through the trenches, feeling like you have to perfect something, that you have to like step into this role of like, I have to get all these coaching certifications. I have to know, take all of these courses and these low ticket courses or whatever it is to teach me how to do something in order for me to feel prepared for it. You already are prepared. It is the fear, right, of, of stepping out and doing something that you feel like you should be doing that's holding you back, that fear. It is the those whispers of like, who do you think you are? Nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's going to pay, you know, $3,000 to be a part of your coaching program. What are you talking about? That's absurd, right? Those thoughts about like, if you are in the helping field, then you should be completely accessible with your price. That if people cannot afford your service, then you are not helping people. That is not true. We have specific, we can solve, right? Specific problems for specific people. The more we try to stretch ourselves out to fit and help everybody, the more we water down the message, the more we water down the effectiveness and the potency of what we can actually do. It's like stick to the lane that you know and own it. When I was thinking about like, stepping into this realm and really kind of owning my positioning and owning my ability to help therapists with this. Like I wrote out this like little sticky note, like own your call. And I just want to like extend that to you, like own your call, whatever it is that you don't have to be 40 before you own it or 50 before you own it or whatever. Like you can own it today. And the cost of you like sitting on whatever it is you feel like God is calling you to in the season, whatever you feel like, you know, people can receive from you. If you're sitting on that and you're thinking a lot about yourself and you're thinking a lot like I haven't perfected this or who am I, who am I to teach people about this or tell people about this? You're thinking a lot about yourself and not enough about the calling on your life.
You're thinking a lot about yourself and not enough about the people that you can help and that you can serve, right? You're thinking a lot about yourself and not about how you can change your family, how you can change your legacy, how you can change the way when people think about you, they attach a certain esteem, they attach a certain like, oh, she got boundaries. <laughs> she know what she's talking about. She gets paid according to the value that she offers inside of her program. I think that there is a level of safety that we have to acquire for ourselves to be able to go after that, right? I think there is a level of safety that we need to have in even the programs that we join. Um, my coach was doing a live stream about like safety and providing safety for, you know, coaching clients and things like that, and even provided this challenge for us to talk about it. And I think one of the kind of biggest one of the one of my big objectives for Evolve is to provide this safe place for therapists to process, to maneuver through, to journey through what it means to claim fully what they want. I think a lot of times, you know, you, and, and I'm sure you have experienced this, you go to the grocery store or something like that and someone you know you, you start talking about jobs and someone's like oh well, what do you do and you're like oh I'm a and you pause like do I really want to tell them I'm a therapist because if I do then <laughs> the conversation can go a lot of a lot of different ways there is a certain stigma that because we have the head knowledge we should also be living everything out that we know which isn't true we're human too we make mistakes we have feelings <laughs> we have fears we have desires, we have um, all of these kind of complicated, humane things that everybody else has. And in order to journey through that, to get to desire, we have to trickle through fears, right? We have to trickle through frustrations. We have to trickle through failure. And if you are not in a container that holds space for you to be safe around that, it, it's very, very difficult for you to be able to get to the desire that you're actually after. And like, again, a, a huge part of like designing something like this, a community like this, is that you will be able to see yourself in a safe place, in a safe experience to say, to admit, I need help with this. I don't understand this, right? Or to say, I I hope that I will be able to give this to my clients, but I'm kind of, I'm a little afraid. Like, I don't know. But to speak about that, and even for just like, I mean, I serve women, right? In in, in my platform and, and women of color and, and black women, brown women, like all, all of that, right? For us to think about like how, how, how embedded the beliefs about women and money and women and what they can do and what they can't do people of color and what they can do and can't do like all of that has to be included in what we're thinking about when we're, we're talking about building a business i don't know about you but i have definitely said in my lifetime before oh i don't want to start a business because i'm not good i'm not good with the business side right or you know i, I i'm not really good with money I don't know how to like function that like those are those are beliefs that have been handed down to us. If you think like I think maybe in August was um, Women's Day 
with National Women. I don't know what the holiday is called, y'all. <laughs> National Women's Day, something like that. And I believe they're celebrating the like the liberation of women's rights to vote or something like that. That was 50 years ago. Or something like that. I'm probably getting the numbers wrong. But like that was not a long time ago for us to still be in this like having to really pump women up to believe that they are worth charging like they're worth having a service that's that's um worth three thousand dollars or more that they are worth having a business model that's a business not just like oh i'm just like handing things out and i'm discounting and that's the only way that people will buy from me when i think about like um uh, when I think about different fields, like the the fields that are male dominated, I'm thinking the that are male dominated and have to you have to have like a um, higher level of education. Like you know you have your bachelor's degree and then you have your graduate degree and then training that goes with it. Let's just say doctors or lawyers. Typically, when you think about those fields, they are male dominated. Yes, there are women that are in those fields and absolutely crush it. But typically, right, when you think about a doctor, you go to a hospital, you see a lot of male doctors. When you think about lawyers, you see a lot of male lawyers. And nobody questions how much they are charging for their services. And I think a, a lot of that is because it men don't have to negotiate their fees. They don't have to get all of these certifications. They don't have to do all of this work around and the discounting and all that kind of stuff because intrinsically people just think, oh yeah, that makes sense. They deserve it. But somehow women are made to believe that you have to finesse your way through. You have to nurture your way. Think about all of the positions that are women dominated and think about the price gap between those that are male dominated. Teaching, therapist, uh, daycare, like all of the nurturing jobs where you're caring for other people. Think about that pay gap and think about who is primarily in those roles. It's like a very clear cut, like, man woman type of situation i am not against men okay <laughs> but i think that we have to be considerate of this when we're thinking about the beliefs that we have about our ability to go after what we actually want there have been beliefs there have been scenarios patterns right yes yeah, someone says even nurses versus doctors and i'm i don't know a, a um I don't know a hospital around that would be able to effectively deliver services without nurses. Do you? I don't. <laughs> and on top of that, they're delivering probably about 90% of the work. And you compare their pay to the doctor, right? Like, and even when I was working at a, um, a children's hospital, I love working there. And um, it was kind of like a, um, what do you call it? Like a partnership with the doctors that were in there. And it would be like um, a therapist or a social worker doing assessments and like helping with the behavioral stuff. When they saw us coming into the room, oh my gosh, 
they were ready and i worked with with women physicians and things like that but still they, like they were super ready to have us in there because they knew the value that we were providing they're like oh thank you i didn't know how to ask that question i know i needed some psych help or whatever it is right and so it's like people value us they value the the ability for um the work that we do we have to step into that and and because it has not been outlined we have to carve the path it's been pretty evident that it's not going to be given to us which is sad it's unfair it's frustrating but how do we then take that frustration how do we then take that knowing and say i this is this is my plan this is what i'm going to do about it right Someone said, and lawyers and doctors wouldn't be able to work without childcare. Okay, and stay at home. Exactly. Do you see what's going on here? It's like we have a, we've just, as a society, we have defined who, who holds the most value, who has the ability to make the most money, and it's completely flipped upside down. Um, not saying the doctors should not get paid. They absolutely should. As much work as they put in, as much schooling that they put in, yes, give you your money, okay? But also, it's like, how can how can we as therapists, how, how can we create this type of dynamic and business model for ourselves that does not include us devaluing who we are, devaluing the service that we're providing for other people, devaluing what we desire for our life and for our children and for our legacy i think a lot of times you know even with the whole like oh you know yeah i just i have a um private practice no you have a business <laughs> i mean yes we call it a private practice but it's also a business and if you are in your own business you do not have the luxury of some of the like um retirement planning that you would if you were working in an agency or you work in a hospital, you are the retirement plan. So then how are you building a legacy that allows you to work now, take advantage of the freedom now, and also enjoy it later? If you continue to discount your services, if you continue to, oh, well, they said that this couldn't happen and so I just gave it to them for free or I'm just gonna serve it for you know, $15, $10, $37, I know that that is, that that is attracted to us because we want to help as many people as we possibly can. We do have good hearts when it comes to that. And we want people to be able to um, benefit from what we have to offer. But you also have to consider you and your family. Someone here is saying, and no maternity leave and no proper insurance. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you have to build a business, a company, an organization that then funds your legacy, that then creates this path that says, my mother knew that she was not going to be able to create the type of business, the type of legacy, working, private practice, one-on-one -on -one therapy all her life. Or she knew she wasn't going to be able to do that doing agency work and getting burnt out from clients that she had no business seeing. My mother took that information and she carved out her own plan. Think about how powerful, how liberating it is for you to be able to create that type of dynamic for yourself. I was talking to a, a client, maybe a couple, um, 
months ago about like she was having this like money guilt about like who are we to have this money and what are we supposed to do with it and I think the people who question money and if they are good if they receive money owe it they should receive it the most because when good people have money they make effective decisions they help people they use their money to help people and it's like do we want evil i'm not gonna say even you know everyone who is wealthy or has money they're not evil but if we're thinking about people that money equals evil right we've associated that with them and you're thinking like oh well they just do you really want to leave the fate of the world the fate of your children whatever to people to these evil people no you being a good person that has a good heart, that wants to see well in the world, that wants to help people, that wants to liberate your family, whether that is because you are a first generation uh, a professional, college student, whatever you want to call it, um, and you want to set a new path, it's like you out of anybody deserves it because you'll do well with it. So I think our fear, a lot of our fear of like, I'm just going to sit on this. I'm just going to wait on this. It's like... What's the cost of that? And if and if you're thinking just about yourself, zoom out. Zoom out. Think about your legacy. Think about the people that are on the other side of your yes. Think about the people that are on the other side of your yes. What would they have the opportunity to do when you answer the call? When you step into that calling and say, I don't know everything. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm going to try. You know, I don't know all the business lingo. I don't know this online world, but I'm going to try. <sighs> I know I just like did a whole bunch of ranting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just pretty kind of my, my spiel on safety, my spiel on jumping on the train of doing what's in your heart. <laughs> um... And if I can help you with any way of doing that, my um, <clears throat> my program Evolve is opening up. Well, it's not opening up. It's open. It's going to start on Monday. And so helping you to create this, to step into this, like, there's something greater on the inside of me. Um, and choosing this time to go forward with that, Right. It doesn't have to be the new year. It doesn't have to be like the, the only, the only difference between today and January 1st is just the number on the calendar, right? So yeah, if that is of interest to you, if you're a private practice therapist, you can apply in the link in my bio, or you can send me a DM and we can talk about that. Someone said, yes, this breaks a generational cycle, especially for women. Our grandmothers made us vote. We owe it to our daughters. Yes, we do. And this, you know, we think about like the people that went before us that made those bold moves, like that protested or they stood in the long lines to vote when it just wasn't safe for them to do it or okay for them to do it. It's like that was their call then. Thankfully, we don't have those same, I mean, similar, but we don't have the same struggles as they do. But it's like, what's our call? 
Like what is our generational call? What are we stepping into? And I really do believe it is building generational wealth in a way that is that is different from what it has always been. And that takes really carving out a new path. It takes really just kind of stepping into this um, boldness, this audacity to believe that you are worth it, that your family is worth it, that your time is worth it. Um, I was talking to someone on a call today about like the way that I had um, set up my membership was uh it was it was pretty well ran in the fact that I had all of the curriculum and everything like that set up and I would just hop on a call and be like I'm here to answer your questions discuss what you've been working through through the curriculum and it was just so much easier than I ever thought it would be right and if you weren't on the call earlier I was talking about like chronic pain from stress <laughs> chronic pain from like um just putting way too much on my plate um, and trying to do it all and how our, our minds and our body is like, ma'am, sit down, okay? Uh, but being able to create a space, a business model that allowed me, if I wanted to, to go get a massage in the middle of the day or to pick my girls up early or to um, take the first three days out of the week off and my income not be impacted, like that to me is freedom. That to me is freedom um, to be able to say that like th the way that I have set up my life and I I've talked about this before, like your business model, yes, it should serve other people, but it should also serve you. You should not be out of this like, I'm just going to show up and give, give, give. I'm just going to whatever because it's, you know, it's my, it's my calling to show up and give to people or whatever. It's like, you will get burnt out. You will get burnt out and you are not put on this plate, this, this earth to just work. God did not place you on the work on this earth just to work. He placed you on the earth to have an abundant life. And I know that that looks different for, for a lot of us. It, it you know, it comes in different shapes and forms and fashion. Uh, but for me, that was having the time to relax. It was having the time to implement what I teach my clients about. It's very difficult for me to tell you to go and meditate if I have so much on my mind and I'm doing so much in my day that I cannot do that. Right? That to me is freedom. That to me is freedom. I know a couple of you are still hanging on. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. Um as I was talking about the um the application is the the applications for evolve are gonna close on um uh right before we get started on the first. So if you're interested in that, you can shoot me a DM or go to the link in my bio and apply for it. But yeah, out of all of that today, I just want you guys to walk away with just like if you want to design it, unfortunately it won't be given, you know we have to create it for ourselves someone says playtime is when we get our uh innovation so even if all we want to do is give and build only way to do it is through play mm -hmm. right to have the space the mental capacity the physical capacity to play to rest <laughs> um to create to do things that are even outside of you know, doing coaching or doing therapy. 
again, like you are not just here to be of service in that type of way. You're here to explore, to play, to rest. You're here to, to do all of the things, right? Not just be boxed into one. And if that's taking all of your time, you don't have time for nothing else. Now, do you? I don't think you do. Um, you are so welcome. I'm glad that today was helpful. Have any questions? Find me in the DMs. Thank you so much for listening to the Therapist Evolve podcast. I mean, we always have the best conversations, don't we? So why stop here? If you're a private practice psychotherapist who's ready to decrease your therapy caseload with a sustainable coaching business model, I think my program Evolve has a seat with your name on it. This program is a robust system that allows expert therapists just like you to create and launch a 3K or more group coaching program. Apply for Evolve by going to chastityholcomb.com backslash evolve or clicking the link in the description. Once you apply, you'll receive an exclusive training on three critical steps you must take to decrease your therapy caseload without jeopardizing your income. Find out which step you need to focus on most by applying for Evolve today. And I cannot wait to chat with you more about how Evolve can support you and your business. All right, darling, chat with you soon.